Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. How did David seek the Lord? Look at verse 7. It says, And David said to Abathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, please bring the ephod here to me. And Abathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? Now, he realizes what the problem is. The problem is for 16 months, David has been living in the enemy camp in Ziglag, trusting in the enemy's walls and not seeking God. He hasn't been praying. He hasn't been seeking the Lord. And now David has to humble himself and recognize and admit I've done wrong. And, and you know, he needs to ask God, God, I, I've been in the wrong. I've not been seeking you. I've not been following you. What should I do? And, and then David prays and he says, I'm not going to move until you tell me what to do, God. He realized that the predicament he's in is because of his own bad choices. And now he says, God, I'm going to wait for you to direct me until we go forward. And here's the thing. If you're in a situation where things are crumbling around you because of your own sin, I, I want to encourage you that you can encourage yourself, right? Just like David in the Lord. You can encourage yourself in the Lord. You can Seek the Lord. The Bible tells us that, that we all have this battle inside of us. Now, David, most of his life, it was because of Saul. And so he could always say, well, Saul did this, and that was true. But now it's David's fault, right? And David is learning this powerful lesson before he becomes king, and that is about the Saul in himself. And every one of us have a Saul in ourselves. And as we read through Samuel, you know, quite often we're reading about Saul, and all of us are like, oh, man, Saul, I'd never be like him. But the Bible says we all have that potential. In Galatians 5, 17, it says, for the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. In other words, the Bible says inside of all of us, there is a battle, the flesh and the spirit. The reality is, is that we're all sinners, and we sometimes make bad choices. And, and we're going to find ourselves in the place where David is, and we're going to need to encourage ourselves. And one of the ingredients in encouraging yourself in the Lord is to recognize your sin and to admit, Lord, I'm sorry, it's my fault. And Lord, I need you to help me. And that's what David does. He says, Lord, I need your help. I, don't, I have not been following you. I've not been listening to you, but I want to now. I'm sorry, forgive me. What should I do? And what is the result of David seeking God? Well, we see God's grace here in verse eight. It says, shall I pursue this troop? David prays, shall I overtake them? And God answered and said, pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. You know, this uh, is the great part about this event, that if we seek God, if we're willing to do whatever he tells us to do, he'll speak to us. And I love that. Now, that doesn't mean that God is going to speak to everybody. And we're going to see with Saul. But, but the Bible says that if you genuinely, sincerely want to follow God and want to obey him and seek him, he'll speak to you. In fact, the Bible says in James 1, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all liberally without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. In other words, if you lack wisdom because of the mess that you're in, the pickle that you've made 
for yourself because of your poor choices, you can simply pray and say, Lord, forgive me. Lord, give me wisdom. Show me what to do. You can confess your sin. And if you're sincere, the Bible says that God will speak to you. God will direct you. That's what David does. He goes to God. He says, Lord, forgive me. And and Lord, direct me. And when you're sincere in doing that, God will direct you. And sometimes people come in and things are just terrible. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And I say, well, let's pray. And and sometimes people feel like, well, what's that going to do? I'm like, everything. I mean, that, that is everything, right? I mean, but when you're sincere, God will direct you. In Psalm 34, 18, it says, the Lord is near to those who have a broken heart and save such as have a contrite spirit, right? So David had a contrite spirit and he had a broken heart because he had made bad choices and his life was a wreck. Everything had fallen apart. He'd lost everything, but he comes to God. And the Bible says that when you come to God with a broken heart, he, he hears you, right? Now, at the same time, King Saul was seeking God. He was praying and saying, God, what should I do? But God didn't speak to him. We read that on Wednesday night, that he sought the Lord and he prayed, but God didn't speak to him. Why? Well, because he wasn't going to obey God anyway. Saul didn't want to obey God, and and we know that he didn't because right after he tries to seek the Lord and God doesn't speak to him, he goes to the witch at Endor and has a little seance and gets into a bunch of weird stuff. Why? Well, because he wasn't willing to obey God. But see, David, he was willing to obey. David was willing to admit he was wrong and to say, Lord, help me. Now, notice what else he does in verse 10. It says, but David pursued uh, and he and 400 men for 200 stayed behind for uh, they were so weary that they could not cross book the brook bezor so 200 men were so weary that they couldn't go to rescue their wife and their children now they must have been tired right could you imagine that there's 600 but two of them 200 of them are so tired they can't even go to fight to get their wives back and their kids back but I'm sure the other ones were tired as well. But we notice that God gave strength to David and his 400 men to keep going and to have victory. Now, I love that because when you think about this, David is weary and tired and 200 of them can't even go. I mean, could you imagine? You must be pretty exhausted for a guy to say, you know what, I'm too tired. I can't go get my wife and kids back, right? I mean, (laughs) you're pretty tired. Do you think the other 400 were like, no, I feel good, right? I mean, just think in those days, I mean, there were no hotels, no restaurants. I mean, David's on the run. I mean, they were in a bad way, but God gives them the supernatural power to keep going and to get it done, right? Not only does he answer his prayer, but he helps him to accomplish it. And whenever we come to God in honesty, he will not only reveal his will and direction for your life, but he gives you strength to accomplish his will. And I love that. The Bible says that he puts in us not only to will and to do for his good pleasure, right? That that God helps us, right? And and by his strength, Paul said it like this in Philippians 4.13. He said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, when you seek God and you pray, God will strengthen you to do whatever he wants you to do. Now, Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. And what does that mean? Well, Without Jesus, you can't accomplish those things that are supernatural that God wants to do in your life. Now, someone might say, well, I can do a lot of things without Jesus. Yes, this is true. You can go be stupid, right? You could go get drunk and wreck your car into a telephone pole. I mean, you can do that without Jesus, right? You can do all kinds of stupid things without him, but you cannot accomplish the supernatural things that God foreordained for you to accomplish without him. And see, David was trying to live without God, without seeking God. And now he seeks God, the Lord gives him strength, and they accomplish what God wanted him to do. And that is so good for us when you think about how does this apply to us? Well, that God will give you the strength to do whatever you need to do. And you think, well, what if I'm so tired I can't do it? God will help you. What if I don't have the resources? God will help you. Ephesians 3.20 says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. See, God can do in your life way beyond what you could imagine you could do in your life. Exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. The first time I read Ephesians 3.20, I thought, 
Well, they don't know how creative my imagination is, <laughs> right? I can imagine some big things, right? But I could never have imagined what God was going to do in my life. You know, changing me, I mean, just all that he's done for me, I could never imagine it, those things that he's done. And, and how does he get done? The power that works in us. It's not my power, it's his power. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and this text teaches us that if you make bad choices, if you're living outside the will of God, and, and you recognize this is wrong, you can repent, you can come back to God, and, and he's waiting there with open arms to receive you back, to help you get back on the right track. It's so good. It's so encouraging. Because I'm going to tell you, if you haven't really made some stupid choices yet, just give it some time. I mean, right? Because we all, right, have the capacity to do and say things, right? But God is always there with open arms to receive you back. It makes me think of the parable that Jesus talked about in the New Testament, the parable of the prodigal son. Remember the prodigal son? Thought he was smarter than his dad and his family. He said, look, give me my inheritance. Thought he was smarter than God. And he goes out and he wastes all his money uh, on, you know, just carnal living. And then he gets broke. And then he's living with the pigs because of his bad choices. And then remember, when he comes back home, he said, look, I'm better to live at home and work for my dad. And so when the prodigal son comes home, uh, you know, the Father is there with open arms. And really that picture is our Heavenly Father with open arms to receive his children back to him. And so what does that say? Well, number one, that God's gracious. But number two, that God knows that some of us are going to make stupid choices, right? And, and, and sometimes when we think about our poor choices and we get where we think, oh, I don't, I I don't want to be here, we think, well, if I was God, then I wouldn't forgive Bob. And I remember that was a struggle for me because when I first got saved, you know, I, I didn't know up from down spiritually and, and I would make bad choices. And I'd come to church and think, Man, I shouldn't be here. If I was God, I would kick Bob out. He's a loser. I mean, he makes bad choices all the time. But what I love about the prodigal son story is that it's the only place in the Bible where we see God being in a hurry. And what's he in a hurry to do? To receive back the prodigal son, right? So, so God loves you. And, and you know, you, you say, well, Pastor Bob, you know, I'm not in that place today. Well, give it some time. I mean, the thing is, we live in a crazy world, and we're going to find ourselves sometimes where, where we need to, the Lord to speak to us and to empower us to accomplish things that seem impossible. And I love verse 6 where it says, David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And this is one of my favorite verses. And, and here's the thing. For David, this is probably one of the lowest points in his life. But in just a couple chapters, Saul, the one who's been trying to kill him for 10 years, is going to be gone, and David's going to be king, and things are going to just really start rolling. Things are going to be good. It, it, and, you know, that saying that, you know, it's darkest right before the light shines, you know, and, and that is so true in, in David's life and sometimes in our lives, right? And, and so, uh, you know, we need to sometimes, you know, recognize that we need to put up our white flag and say, Lord, I surrender. I, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, you know, whatever it is. And, and, and we never need to think and we never should think, well, there's no Saul in me. I would never make bad choices. I would never do those sort of things because we all have the capacity to do them, right? And, and so if you're here this morning and you need to put up a white flag, you can. I love the Bible says in Deuteronomy 30, 19, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life. See, God wants you to have a blessed life, a life with peace and joy and love. Now, that doesn't mean you're not gonna have trials. You're gonna have tribulations. You're gonna have difficulty, but God can give you peace in the midst of the trials. He can give you uh, joy in the midst of whatever you're going through. And so God tells us we can choose life or death, blessing or cursing. And if you're here this morning and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus, that's the first step is to say, Lord, I surrender to you. Forgive my sin. Come into my life. Help me to follow you. And as you pray and invite Jesus into your life, that's the first step. And, and if you've been a Christian for a long time, that we continue to surrender daily, right? The Bible tells us we need a daily. Remember when Jesus, the disciples said, teach us how to pray. And what did Jesus say? Once a year, pray this prayer. No, he said, give us this day our daily bread. He said daily. You need to get up in the morning and pray. And, and, you know, I get up and pray and say, Lord, fill me with your spirit and help me to follow you because I realize 
The flesh and the spirit are at war inside of Bob. And I want to follow you. I want to do your will. I want to love people the way you love me. And I know I can't do that without your love because I have to drive on these roads. <laughs> right? So I need your help, Lord. So if you're here this morning and, and God's been speaking to your heart and maybe you need to put up a white flag, maybe you need to surrender to the Lord, we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word today. And we thank you so much, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. And even though, you know, David was uh, self-inflicting uh, all these problems in his life, uh, Lord, that you were there with open arms to receive him back. And Lord, that you helped him to restore all. And we just thank you, Lord, that you can do that in our lives as well. And we pray that if there's anyone here who uh, has not surrendered to you, Lord, that you would touch their hearts, that you would invite them, that you would uh, encourage them, Lord, to uh, invite you into their lives. And so we, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for what you have in store for our lives. And we look forward to the ability to encourage ourselves in the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on the CW channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you, and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will.